We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots. Huge. On the line dancing floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. You will drive yeah. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And it's happy 6-9. Happy 69. Nice. I realize tomorrow, is, well, today for you, Tuesday, it's 6-9. Six, 6-9-20. Nine. Six, nine, funny, 20. right? That's like a bit of, that's a bit of humor. No, it's not really that funny, to be honest. It'd be funny if it was like, if it was like 6-9-6-9, but no, it's not. It's just 6-9. Every year we Imagine get one. Imagine 2069. Well, ima um, imagine what's that going to be like. Will, will America exist? We might not even get to celebrate it. How old will, will we you be? be? Dead? Um, how old will I be? Let me do the math. In twenty sixty nine, will I, I think that, that sixty nine is funny? Forty nine years. Okay, so in forty nine years, you'll be forty nine oh years. I'll be. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. In forty nine years, I will not be alive. Let's Wait, just. Wait, are you it sure? Way. How old will you be? Or I'll be the same age. We're the same age. I'll be in my. I'll be in my 80s okay but so the question I, is will you be in your 80s where we are being optimistic about you i've still come to terms i've come to terms with the fact that i probably will not live past 65 okay, please I came to stop terms with that please a long stop time that's not what we're talking about here no. the point is at the i've very i'm very stop. i mean i think like 65 i'm tight stop I just it feel like I don't stop think it's it i'm saying i've had this conversation with myself okay but we don't need to have it on this podcast my point <laughs> is at the eight in 2069, when you are 80, what? What did you? What was the math? I don't really want to do the math, but I'll it's 80. Whatever. You know. Will you think that 69 is funny? That's the main question because yes, that's the real if thing. If I'm alive, in like 6969, will you be like, eh, nice, or will you just be like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on? Maybe you. That's the issue. <laughs> okay, those are very loaded questions. <laughs> well, you took it a place I wasn't even if trying to go. If I know what's go. going on, if I know what's going on. I will definitely think it's funny and I'll be like, nice. <laughs> and if I don't know what's going on and I am alive, then I don't want to think about that version of myself. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
And I would I would ask God. how the vibe I would ask for a vibe check. You just killed my vibe. By, <laughs> you just, whatever vibe, I, whatever remaining vibe I had, you killed it. It was very little, by the way. Very sorry. Um, let's talk about the trending topics because they were very funny this morning. Love to wake I, up to some funny trending topics. They're not all one funny. Of them was, well, one of them was Anthony Bourdain, and I was like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> my first thought was, uh-oh. But, it's, but he it's already died, so, death. yeah, it's the anniversary of Well, I knew he was already death. dead. Okay, but okay. Number two was John Oliver, because John Oliver did a segment on, uh, did an episode on police violence, police brutality, racism in the um, police, in police departments on Last Week Tonight, last night. Mm-hmm. One third to one half of all of Last Week Tonight views are from parents, uh, from children sending it to yeah. parents being like, just watch this, yeah. okay? Yeah. Just watch this. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> no, I think it's great. It fills a void. The third trending topic is Shrek 2, which I was like, oh no. Uh, again, when you're like, oh no, because... To take something like a children's movie and it's trending, you're like, oh, what it's like, what what piece of darkness was found or inserted? Well, into you're always this assuming narrative? that somebody died, so you're like, Anthony Bourdain, okay, he's already dead. John Oliver, okay, he didn't die. Shrek two, I don't know how Shrek two would die if he was trending. Like trending topics just on... are just made for death. Like that is what they're ma- for me at least. When I see a famous person's name, I'm like, oh, you know. But it's it was apparently because it was just on Sky TV in the UK. So people and were just watching it was on Shrek Sky 2. TV, people were watching it and being like, watching Shrek 2 on Sky. And then people saw that it, it feeds itself. Then people saw that Shrek 2 was trending and they were like, hey, justice for the best Shrek 2 scene. And it's the scene where the one woman sings, I need a hero. Is and that the everyone best was scene? just posting that video. I don't really remember Shrek 2 well enough to know if that's the best scene. But if you looked at Twitter, it's the best scene. Hit it! <laughs> So that's enough trending topics. Let's go to the breaking news, which is Detective Pokemon himself. Well, he wasn't Detective Pokemon. Detective Pokemon's partner. Friend. It's his partner because partner. then at the end they team up and they're like a aren't they? They're like a um, daddy and daddy and detective daddy. Well, you Pokemon. find out that he's daddy at the end, but I don't. The thing about it's very it is confusing. that I wasn't really he's sure. Daddy in the body. I understood that he was daddy in the body of the Pikachu, and that that was daddy. Yeah, Pikachu but is daddy. Does the Pikachu still like? Does Detective P- Pokemon, Pokemon Detective Pikachu, does Detective Pikachu still exist? Like, can he still what? Does does the detective need to remain even though the mystery has been solved? Like remain in the Pikachu? Yes. Where is he going to go? Back into his body? Like, can they still solve more crimes? Yes, he's daddy, and he's a detective, and he's in the Pikachu body. Okay. The funniest thing about Detective Pikachu is that the the explanation for why Pikachu was that way, because everyone's like, okay, so Pikachu all of a sudden is like a weird old timey detective character who's like snarky kind of mean and sounds like ryan reynolds and everyone's like yeah i guess so and like because me somebody who doesn't deal with pokemon normally is like is that like a version of pikachu that's like a new branch Uh, off of like because you know they love to like mm -hmm. split and evolve and like become new i was like oh that's like a new evolve of the pikachu i didn't know that and as it turns out no it's not it's just daddy stuck in a pikachu like it's just Mm -hmm. it's just a daddy in there hey this is future Lindsay editing this podcast right now (laughs) and I cannot believe I went to watch the end of Detective Pokemon Detective Pikachu and I forgot the ending completely like what I just described in that in that recording which was only a few hours earlier 
is so wrong. And I just feel terrible that <laughs> it is not correct. So I need to correct what happens at the end of De- Pokemon Detective Pikachu. If you don't want to, if you, if you don't want a spoiler, you can have to skip ahead like 15 seconds. It's fine. Is that what ends up happening is that Pikachu had volunteered to like fuse himself with the daddy. The daddy is Ryan Reynolds' daddy to save the daddy's life. So at the end, what ends up happening is that they separate Mewtwo, who's like powerful, separates daddy and Pika. And daddy gets to go be daddy again. And so daddy shows up and he's like, hey. And Pika's just like Pika. So Pika's like Pika and like daddy's like daddy. Just wanted to clear that up. I'm so sorry miss for my mistake. And this literally has nothing to do with like the actual news that we're going to get to. So stay tuned. Hey, dad. Yeah? You think I can stay with you for a while? I'd like that, kid. Yeah, I'd like that very much. Me too. I, how did we get here? Oh, Justice how did we get here? Smith. Because Justice Smith, who plays the kid in Detective Pikachu, which is his name is Tim, the son, helps solve the mystery of like what happened to Mewtwo and what happened to his daddy, came out sort of, but as he said, I didn't come out. Uh, y'all just came in he announced that he was gay and in a relationship with another male actor, Nicholas Ash, in like an extremely funny tweet and a really good Instagram post. Yeah, totally. So he combined he combined like some Instagram activism by saying like, I protested in New Orleans today. We did all these chants. And then he said, as a black queer man myself, I was disappointed to see certain people eager to say Black Lives Matter, but hold their tongue when, when trans queer was added. So it's this like long, emotional, political post, but it's also like, look at these cutie pics of me and my boyfriend making out in a photo booth. <laughs> well, it's it's good because then what happens is that news is picked up and like, obviously he's mm-hmm. fine with that, but then it comes along with his activism and like, hey, that's like an added boost to added like, you know, you're, you're sharing no, good si- information. It's a, it's a signal boost. But like people obviously want to share like the cutie photos. I don't think anyone really knew a lot about Justice Smith in general, let alone that he's queer. Well, his best thing was that his biggest thing is that he was in Detective Pikachu because it was his like big well, starring moment. I argue with you that I think a lot of people more know him from Paper Towns, which was like that Nicholas Green movie show, movie Nicholas show. Nicholas Green? Yeah. Je- what's his name? Nicholas Green? I'm sorry, I'm getting this wrong. It's Hank Hank Green and the other Green is... Yeah, but Hank Green's not the one who wrote Paper Towns. I know, but the other one's... Its name isn't... What's the other Green? Well, you don't know it either. (laughs) I know, it's driving me crazy. How do I not know his... Oh, John Green. Okay, John Green. I know, but don't get... Don't give me... Like, don't give me tood for something you don't even know. It's John... Well, he's not the star of... I know, but I'm just saying when I'm seeing him when I'm seeing him referenced, people aren't saying Mm -hmm. Detective Pikachu star as much as they're saying Paper Towns actor, which I find weird. Detective Pikachu was a big hit. Yeah, no, and it's and it's fucking good. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, it fucking not a Detective Pikachu. We talked about it on this pod. We we did with Rita, and I think a big deal. I remember saying like the Justice Smith kid is really good. Mm Hmm. So. What is this? Also, you said he did. He did. This is our youth over Zoom. I know a few weeks ago when we were like deep in like quarantine pandemic zone, I was like watching whatever I'd watch anything. I just like was like on the couch watching anything. And I saw that Florence Pugh was going to be in a Zoom, (laughs) a Zoom performance of This Is Our Youth with um, Justice Smith and the naked brother from Hereditary. I forget which one. 
there's one of the them. wolf alex wolf right not so the i wolf. saw yeah. so i watched that entire play which i don't even like that much i don't love this is our youth but he was really good in it so was Flo. but it was also just weird that they were all doing it from their various houses like zach braff's la man you know i'm just joking but like they were all doing it from their various places that's the last time that I like came into contact with him. So when this news came Which out, was I was like, "Which was pretty recent." Oh. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was good. It was good. I it's think like you can, during pandemic, you can probably find it on YouTube if that's something that you would care about. I feel like that's a small mm-hmm. audience, but if you care, also he's in the sequel to Jurassic World. Um, he was in the other one but, too. Yeah, yeah, both. So he really he revealed that he's dating this other actor whose name is Nicholas Ash, who's I think most famous. Th- like the biggest thing he's in is Queen Sugar. He's the kid in Queen Sugar. He's the you watched Queen Sugar. Of, I think I watched one season of Queen Sugar. I, I watched really two liked seasons it. of Queen Sugar and then I fell off Queen yeah. Sugar. So this reminded me I need to finish Queen Sugar. But he's the kid who is, do you remember it's like about, you know, the disgraced basketball star and then like the one of the sisters, yeah. one of the siblings moves back home. So right. And they he's, inherit the. He's that kid. He's that guy's son. He's right. the main like teen on the show. Right, right, right. Um, so they announced that they're dating, but this is the this is the cutest thing about it. Number one is that he tweeted, "Justice did, yo, yo, tf, I didn't just come out, y'all came in." The fuck, okay, that's yeah. a good, yo, that's fuck. a good line, <laughs> yo, the fuck, I didn't come out, y'all just came in. Yeah, and then this, so I was reading some interviews with Nicholas Ash, because his big thing, he was a he was a child actor and he got into theater because he was in a play by the guy who wrote who co-wrote Moonlight, uh, Terrell Alvin McCraney, mm-hmm. and he was in this play, Choir Boy. Did you see Choir? boy no well he was in choir boy and then he like started acting and so when he's when he started doing his theatrical stuff he was getting a lot of interviews and also whenever he got cast on queen sugar he was doing a lot of interviews it was like hot new hollywood star like look at this young kid like whatever he's an actor he was in the new york one got it got he it, was in got the it, american one i was reading this interview with him and they were like what are you watching he said he wants to do netflix at one point and he says i'm i just started binge watching stranger things the get down and luke cage oh and he talks God. about how much he's he loves the, the get, get down. down justice smith is the star of the get down oh so maybe so that imagine- might be where he most although the get down i guess didn't really get the enough. get down wasn't a huge it didn't hit. really get a ton of attention yeah it didn't get it they netflix canceled it yeah. like pretty unceremoniously so what i'm saying is yeah yeah, yeah. imagine watching the get down imagine watching a show potentially having a crush on the lead and so then dating cute. a crush later so cute who would your who would your it's crush so have cute been that you found that from your tv show wait what if you were watching if you what? if you every tv show i get a crush but like the tv show you were really into when you were 20. Come on. I don't even know what I was doing when I was 20. What year was when, when I was 20? What about just most recently? It's like I watched It's like I watched um, normal people and then I get to like fuck that <laughs> Irish guy. Yeah, that'd be sick. <laughs> what What's do you want from name? me? Um, Connell. No, that's his name in the book. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Wait, I want to okay. get his, his name. Hold on. Paul Mescal. Everyone's like, he's walking around with shorts. Paul Mescal. Ah! I click on every one of those things. Paul Mescal. It's like if I d- mm-hmm. dated him since I watched that show and I was like, hunky. Because like, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of sex. Okay. That's very sweet. Love that but, news. Okay. Love new who's. Those are new who's. I have some new who's, but we've, we've talked about justice before. Yeah, true. Okay. So speaking of coming out in relationship to protests, Lily Reinhardt posted a Instagram caption posted an Instagram story of uh, a West Hollywood LGBTQ plus for Black Lives Matter protest on Wednesday. And she said, although I've never announced it publicly before, I am a proud bisexual woman and I'll be joining this protest today. Come join heart. Yeah, you're right. Like she did the same thing and it's 
the same. It's pretty same cool. Thing, yeah. Meanwhile, what's happening with her excellent? Well, that's what I mean. <laughs> sorry, like of, of course. Then immediately after I saw all of these headlines about Lily Reinhardt is a proud bisexual woman, I see. Meanwhile, well, not me. I wrote meanwhile, but Cole Sprouse and Kaya Gerber attend Black Lives Matter protests together. Cole and the 18-year-old model were joined by famous friends, including his Riverdale co-star Madeline Petch, baby driver actress Aiza Gonzalez. Remember her? She dated Josh Duhamel. She dated Josh Duhamel. Yeah. <laughs> and Fosse Vernon actress Margaret Qualley, who's always around. Margaret Qualley is always around. Let's be real. So these are so, uh, these are following up on the rumors that Cole and Kaya are dating. I mean, this doesn't prove that they're dating, but it does prove that they're still all hanging out in that like no. quarantine group that we were kind of like loving slash mocking previously. Right. Because like Justice and Nicholas were like, kiss, kiss. Like, it's us. Hi, hi, hi. Yeah. Meanwhile, Cole and Kaya are just there together. I think it's they're really pushing a narrative, the the gossip people right now, because it's like this is clearly a group event. Cole and Kaya and Madeline and Asa. Well, that's and what I'm Margaret saying. Like together. It, in the headline, you it was know? like Cole and Kaya attend protest together. And then in the like deck slash a lot further down, it was like they were joined by famous friends, including. So it's like, oh, it was a group. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like a group exactly. of them. Exactly. Um, but anyway, coming out in in relation to or in, I don't know, in tandem with announcing your support for a social justice cause reminded me of when Raven Simone came out. Do you remember this? No. I knew she said something funny and I was like, I have to look this up because it I remember it being hilarious. So when Raven Simone came out, it was whenever gay marriage was legalized. Mm-hmm. And so let me just quote E! Online because this is iconic. The former child star took to Twitter today to share her excitement about recent government decisions legalizing gay marriage, such as the Supreme Court striking down the Defense of Marriage Act and this week's news that Minnesota had passed its own gay marriage law quote i can finally get married yay government so proud of you she wrote and then after she tweeted that i guess everyone reached out to her and it says simone told (laughs) simone told e-news in an exclusive statement i'm very happy that gay marriage is opening up around the country and is being accepted i was excited to hear today that more states legalize gay marriage i however am not currently getting married but it is great to know i can now (laughs) should i wish to (laughs) should i wish to hey it's like i'm not getting married that's not what i'm saying i understand how that would be misconstrued But that were there were so many headlines when you Google it. It's like Raven Simone not getting married, but she is gay. Well, there are there are also headlines where it's like Raven Simone, I'm not gay or African American. Like, don't label me. So that was also mm-hmm. like this was in 2014, where Raven Simone went to talk to Oprah and was like, I don't like labels, like any labels. So that was like a whole thing with her as well. Then she cackled on <laughs> she Instagram Live. <laughs> I saw that again for the first time like so this good. week. In, co- in the like, context oh God, of like so a good. of a tweet joke, you're like, this does not get better. <laughs> yeah. I'll play it here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What's happening with abby lee miller oh my god you did a lot of work here well i mean the problem with abby lee miller is like we skirt around her because uh like she's a kind of darkness in terms of first of all she's niche because it's like a dance mom (laughs) person but i do think she comes up enough where we should have talked about her you know but we didn't want to Mm -hmm. because she like got cancer and she this show and this person spoke out against her and like but people she does get a lot of press in like various tabloids, you know? So Abby Lee Miller is the star of Dance Moms, which is a lifetime reality show that goes way back, meaning it's been was on for a long time. And it brought us such talent as Jojo Siwa uh, and Maddie Ziegler. 
and her sister, who's also from that show, as well as a ton of young actresses. Nia Frazier, who was on The Bold and the Beautiful, is on The Bold and the Beautiful. Asia Mona Ray, who's on, who got her own Lifetime spinoff, like, and was on Grey's Anatomy and American Crime Story. And Cheryl, Cheryl Burke, who was on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, right. So all of these yeah, people yeah. came from, like, the dance mom's world. And a lot of people, like, really liked this show and really liked how kind of mean Abby Lee Miller was. Like, that was her thing. She was mm-hmm. like, no nonsense. But she kind of was like bullying young girls, which was always an issue. <laughs> kind of. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, the yeah, show was yes. about like a strict dance teacher, you know, and these talented girls. And it's kind of like, okay, well, whatever. You know, whatever you want to watch. The point is, is that recently, amongst everything else, Lifetime was like, we are not airing the new Abby spinoff, which was called... Abby's virtual dance off the most like mid pandemic reboot of a show that I've ever heard of like Abby's virtual dance off. So wait, wait, what are the like racist comments that she made that got this new like show canceled and like terminated? Okay, so what happened was Abby Lee Miller posted a black square on her Instagram for Blackout Tuesday and a former dance bomb named Andriana Smith, the the mother of a season eight, uh, a season eight performer named Cameron, went to her own social media and shared a quote, a statement from her that sticks in my mind to this day during my time on Dance Mom season eight is quote, I know you grew up in the hood with only a box of eight crayons, but I grew up in the country club with a box of sixty four. Don't be stupid. So she, you know, she posted that hashtag. Don't act like you care. And it's not the first time that. This has kind of come up. Uh, Camille Bridges, who is another dance mom, said that her daughter Cameron was treated differently because of her race and the environment was just like extremely hostile, which you can really tell from watching the show. But obviously there were other things going on. And she did apologize. She wrote an apology on her Instagram. um, But they were like, we're not even we're not going to air this anyways. So don't worry about it. You know, isn't it? It's not notes app. It's a different app. It was on Instagram. I don't know what app it was. It was like, but it's black. But it's black text on pink background. This doesn't look like notes app to me. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know how she did it. Also, work on the crop, Abby. Okay, okay Bailey, go okay. on. Sorry. The, I mean, I guess what's interesting about Abby Lee Miller is that she went to jail for bankruptcy fraud, which is bad because jail sucks. But also, kind of like. The reason why she went to jail is almost funny because it's so ridiculous. Former Dance Moms reality TV star Abby Lee Miller was sentenced Tuesday. This was in 2017. 17. To a year and a day in prison for bankruptcy fraud and taking $120,000 worth of Australian currency into the country without reporting it. Very specific. Right? And yes. then she came out of jail less than... um. Less than a year later, she got like time off for good behavior, whatever you get. And she Mm -hmm. said, quote, everybody wants me to have this big emotional epiphany of who I should be. And I think it's quite the contrary. I'm a little more jaded. The U.S. government spent close to four million dollars on my case and I had to pay forty thousand dollar fine and one hundred twenty thousand dollars. They said I brought home from another country, which I didn't. Then they fed me three meals a day and put a roof overhead for eight months. What's that? It's crazy. So she had some opinions after yeah. that. Like whenever you think about the justice system, yeah. Right. And then I think we actually talked about her getting out of jail on this podcast. And she 
promptly got cancer, which is very sad. She got mm-hmm. non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and we like went through all of that. So it's like one of those things well, where she you're was like, also one of those people who was always like, she's going to die tomorrow. She's yes. going to die tomorrow. And it was like, no, like Olivia Newton-John, you're going to die. She's going to yeah. die tomorrow. Like share. Right. You so know. every tabloid, if you're actually talking about Abby Lee Miller, is like threatening that she's going to die. So I understand why we uh, didn't dig into that. But she's fine now. And her show was canceled. <laughs> and her show was canceled. <laughs> and her show was canceled. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Is But Dance Moms is probably going to come back and Cheryl Burke is just going to be the host, right? Like that's like Dance Moms as a Dance Moms as a franchise. Is that fully dead? I think it is actually fully dead. I, it ended, I mean, this the Wikipedia, you know, we always go by that. Just kidding. But it claims that it ended in 2009. Season 8 premiered on Lifetime in June 2019. Oh, we got the high. It says, Actually, it says July, to pre- July 2011 to present. Yeah, Good so maybe Cheryl you're Burke. right. Maybe Dance Mom hasn't been officially She's, over. She officially has the torch. Cheryl still has the torch. We're still going to get some more Dance Moms. Wait, you know do, what I is don't Cheryl, want, though? But is Cheryl the lead? Are you saying Cheryl's that she- the host now? Oh, Cheryl really? became the host after Abby left. Uh huh. Which is interesting to me because Dance Moms is not a competition show. It's just a show about Abby Lee Miller's dance studio. Like that's kind of mm-hmm. and uh, she always fought with the moms. That was the whole thing. Is she fought with the moms and she fought with her competition. She was like uh, bar rescue, but it was you know to mm. little children. What? <laughs> yeah, get your act together. We've got a lot to do, though, because Cheryl doesn't know the children. And my fear is that she doesn't know what they can and can't do. I just want you to know that I'm very confident in all of you. Okay, let's get to work. One, two, three, four. We are forever here. We have to get into character. Ah. Blah, blah, blah. Abby Miller says her dance exit was a long time coming. The fact that Abby quit. We've already won. She's coming this weekend! Not Abby. She doesn't want the moms interfering. I can't focus. If I can't focus, I bet that you guys can't focus. So she kind of cuts us out. You're not the one wearing the costume, right? You're not the one dancing. So I just need you to shut your mouth. Trust the process and please trust me. I make champions, I'm a champion, but I never have to deal with moms. Speaking of dance moms, I was thinking of not even Jojo Siwa, I was thinking of Maddie Ziegler. Mm. And this weirdo movie that Sia's releasing, this is a Huey movie. Tell me. That she's apparently releasing in August called, like, Happy? Or, like, hold on. Do you know she wrote and directed a movie and, like, did the choreography and music for a movie that's coming out, it's like, called music. in a month, right? Music. It's called music. <laughs> and they released wait, wait, wait. part of it. And it's going to be music an IMAX. Music is an upcoming musical it's film IMAX. directed by Sia, starring, are you ready? Kate Hudson. Maddie oh, yeah. Ziegler and Leslie Odom Jr. And Leslie Odom Jr. Its screenplay was written by Sia and children's books author Dallas Clayton. The, yeah. The story is about an autistic teenager, Zeke Ziegler, who's cared for by her sober drug dealing sister, Hudson. Kate Hudson is her sister? There's yeah. Si- this is the, the the IMDb the IMDb description is Zoo is a newly so, is newly sober when she receives news that she is to become the sole guardian of her half sister <laughs> named Music, a young girl on the autism spectrum. The film explores two of Sia's favorite themes: finding her voice and creating family. I mean, did you watch did you watch this clip? Kate Hudson posted the first song from it. No, look, send and it it's to like, me now. And it's like her and Leslie Odom Jr. and Maddie Ziegler dancing in a rainbow room. And I think they shot it on IMAX. Like they I literally mean, shot it on Odom IMAX. Leslie Odom Jr. is great. Like so is Hector Elizondo. He's in this and Tignataro as TV host. I mean, I'm sure that's like a 
there's <laughs> that's just the f- did you see the the tucker carlson the tucker carlson thing where he was complaining about all the celebrities who donated yeah and they were like listing off funds. celebrities and like yes. lil nas x was that, like what the fuck <laughs> that funny that funny twitter person who makes the really good videos like jesse mclaren jesse mclaren yeah he did he did one but it was all like ridiculous celebrities are scrolling on that <laughs> side thing it's a really convincing video edit Wait, and it's I like Oh, it's visual. It's absurd. It's, it's absurd. Visual. It's, it's absurd. Visual. It's visual. It's absurd. It's like, you know, Shrek. It, it's it's literally <laughs> like characters. Yeah. And it keeps getting crazier and crazier. But then one of the final ones that is the first one, like it's like kind of haha funny. Yeah. But then at the end, I think maybe the penultimate person that scrolls is just Tig Notaro. <laughs> and I was like, I can't see the name Tig Notaro without lapping my ass off. I love anyway, Tig Notaro. Anyway, look at this video of Maddie Ziegler and Kate Hudson and Leslie Odom Jr. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be one of those movies. Like, it's going to be like a 63 a sixty-three minute movie. It's going to be like four scenes of dialogue and the rest are going to be 18 Sia songs that sound exactly the same with Maddie Ziegler dancing. Right. You I know, just, like I every Sia song has sounded the same. What this ne- how this needs to be an IMAX. Does this need <laughs> to be an IMAX? I don't know. Like Christopher Nolan was finished with the cameras early and was like, you want these? And <laughs> Sia was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, Maddie Ziegler, also, you have to respect for dancing the exact same way since the very beginning of her being a thing. Yeah. Like, the eyes and the, like, face, and that's her, like, whole thing. She has a very unique style. Okay. To be fair, like, C is usually, like, covering her face with stuff, so she needs, like, a lens that's really big. So maybe IMAX cameras are the only things that she can actually oh my God, see I'm into not even... well. Shut up. Shut up. Um... Speaking of... Wait, speaking of IMAX cameras, I sent you this link because it cracked me up, uh... Did you see the Daily Mail thing that was like James Cameron like has to quarantine for 14 days before getting to work on Avatar 2? And it's like, wait, 14 days? He hasn't even, we've been waiting for 100 years. Now he has to quarantine. We've been waiting for 11 years and now he's like, in 14 days, in 14 days, I'm going to start making Avatars 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6 in Australia. I was just cracking up. Zoe Saldana has like, like straight up been there for six years like. <laughs> Where is he? She's like, been in that, that suit, like, covered in dots. Like, she's literally, <laughs> like, like she's been wearing the dot suit for, like, She's five, texting Sam years. Worthington, like, I've been here for five years. Where are you? And he's like, oh, like, Otto, Otto James, like, I wouldn't be there until 2020 or whatever. Is Sam Worthington Australian? Yes. Is he even in the next one? No, he is. He is. He is. He yes, is. they all he have is. to be. He is. He is. It's just so. They're making like, okay. they're making like 100 of them at the same time. And meanwhile, he just showed up. Okay, this is, that's kind of a rude joke, although I still think it's very funny. But now I'm seeing it's because he flew to New Zealand and he has to now quarantine for 14 days. Like they're isolated. No, I mean, I, under, I understand. No, I know. We understand that, but it. Still. It's still really fucking funny that it's like uh, James Cameron has to wait two weeks until he can start, re- he can restart filming on Avatar. It's like, we've been yes. through enough with these movies, you know? Anyway, yeah, the original cast, CCH Pounder is going to be back. Cliff Curtis is going to be back. Oh, CCH Pounder's back? Like, CCH Pounder is back. 
Kate Winslet is, and Kate Winslet is showing up. Kate Winslet's like, I'm here too. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, if you were like, Lindsay, do you want to go to New Zealand? I'd be like, in this pandemic? Yeah, they don't even have anything. Like, I'm going. Send me there. I'll quarantine for 14 days and then get in a big pool with dots. Cover me in dots. With, with the dots on my body? Sure, great. Okay. Oh, my Sorry God. to derail okay. a little bit. Okay, we have to talk about, this is a funny, this is a funny, we can sort of, it's not a direct segue, but it goes back to our original topic about Shrek 2. Does and it? And the only reason... The only reason Shrek 2 was trending was because it was like it happened to be on like a British uh, cable channel and people were like, oh, haven't seen this in a while. Shrek 2's on. Shrek 2 started trending. People went nuts. It just shows how like an innocuous tweet can sort of completely well, it could just be It can just everything. be one tweet and then everybody's remembering or talking about the same topic, but it's not mm-hmm. because it's timely. It's because there was a funny tweet about it and that person mm-hmm. made it timely. So this guy named, who is not a famous person, he just has a Twitter account, um, this guy G. Stephen Roper, he's a uh, photographer, he tweeted, Chris Tucker and India Ari have been dating for 13 years, and then it just has two images. One photo is a Getty image that is many, many years old, and the other photo seems more recent, because it's like, it looks like a video from like a Zoom performance of India Ari and Chris Tucker's in the background, and she's like singing and playing guitar. right. That's it. There's no, like, Wikipedia entry. There's no link to anything. It's just two photos of India Ari and Chris Tucker together. I actually, and- when I saw that, I was like, they are? <laughs> I, all, I mean, it's, it, it's believable. It's not not believable. I don't well, know who India Ari is dating. I don't know who Chris Tucker is dating. Like, why aren't they, why wouldn't they be dating each other? So it actually is, in a way, a perfect storm because these two people have not talked openly about their relationships in a really, really long time. Right. He was married so, but got divorced in 2013. Not that yeah. I knew that. Sorry. I'm not pretending like I knew that, but now I'm just seeing that. <laughs> he makes it seem like I knew this. He was married. I mean, the only reason Chris Tucker ever comes up anymore is because he... Either because, like, they're like, where's the other rush hour? Maybe there's going to be another rush hour. Every six months, they're like, Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker want to do know, another rush I hour. Know. Where it's like, do we need an Like, is are every, is everyone clamoring for another rush yes, hour? Yes, they are. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> they are, though. So we need another rush hour. Yeah. And then India Ari is, has always, like, constantly been releasing music. Can but you she never, guess? She doesn't wait, really have... Hmm, what? Can you... Sorry, before we even get to the reveal of this, which you already probably know, what is the last movie that Chris Tucker was in? You will never, ever guess this. But here are my clues. One, okay. it came out in 2016. Two, okay. it has an insane name. Three, it was it was shot in like weird camera that could only be seen like in, in certain theaters. And that was like a big thing about its oh, press. Oh, 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 oh. Um, the, uh, the... Yeah, come on. The, uh, the Ang Lee movie yes, with the, yes. the Billy Billy takes a walk. <laughs> Billy Lynn's long halftime walk. He yeah. was in that movie. That's the last movie that Chris Tucker was in. He played Albert. Anyways, I just... Oh, Albert. <laughs> I mean, I never saw it. I'm sorry. But like... One of my biggest movie going regrets is not seeing that apparent piece of shit in like... In whatever... Lincoln Square. Right. Because like only one theater... In like 30 in like mile millimeter radius. or whatever. Like whatever the specific camera Well, it was thing. in the... It was the frame rate where it was just... It was shot on really, really high speed film. So... Or digital film or whatever. So it was just incredibly smooth. And apparently... That's it's terrifying like to me, on, to be honest. So apparently it was like too smooth. And everyone was like, this too looks smooth, weird. Too smooth! Too so smooth! It was like when you turn on... Like smoothing on your TV. Yeah, like yes, when you get a new TV and, and everything like, looks off, like it off, it's a it soap off, opera it and it like hurts your brain. It, it, the smoothness hurts your brain. Yeah. Chris Tucker is God, one of those actors wild. that everybody asks about all the time. What He was such a big star and 
you know, and then he stopped doing stuff. And so he's one of those like, I would what almost, happened to Chris Tucker, you know? I would almost be willing to, like, I think he is still a them, but I would almost be, I would be ready to hear an argument that he has actually downgraded. Really? Because it's been so long. Yeah. Because the Rush Hour movies were enormous, right? And then, like, he's in The Fifth Element. He's I don't know, but, like, whenever Brown, he but, like, pops up, it's, like, Friday, exciting, though. Friday. Like, a lot of people are, like, really, like, pumped when he's back. Like, when he comes back occasionally, like, he was, you know, he'll do, like, an award show where he'll show up, like, he had, like, he did a comedy special in 2015. I felt really long time ago at this mm-hmm. point. But like, yeah, people do get really excited to see him again. So that kind of makes it feel like more that he's kind of like more of a legacy, a legacy yeah. act. Anyways, wait, back to but, India. Already. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah. Because it's like, don't even get me started on the fact that like the other to last time he made headlines was because he and Tori Spelling are two of the biggest tax dodgers in California, allegedly. Really? Um, God. Yeah. I think Ooh. we talked about that Oof. at the time. Anyway. Tori, not surprised. So this tweet is tweeted and everyone's like, what? I didn't know that. That's cute. Because people like like the two of them. But also it's like, like we said, it's the perfect storm of people you have good uh, good thoughts about, but you never actually think of them in terms of romantic relationships because they haven't been in one publicly in so long. So it's sort of like, oh, you're right. They never, I don't never hear about them dating. Maybe that's why. Because they date each other and they're chill about it. But it's like, that isn't the case at all. And so apparently this viral tweet that had thousands and thousands of retweets and likes got to India Ari. And India Ari is extremely online. Yeah, I mean, she's online. She's more online than he is. He's not even, he's barely anywhere. Remember, yeah. Remember that time that like, uh, I think it was at the Grammys and and she tried to like say hi to Lady Gaga and Lady Gaga's bodyguard slapped India Ari away. What? Do you remember that? And no. India Ari like... <laughs> Oh yeah, it, uh, Lady Gaga's bodyguard like oh they made up swatted swatted her away yeah because it wasn't Lady Gaga's fault, but she swatted her away and then the DRE like went on a long thread That's about so like rude. how fucked up that was. Um, anyway, she says Twitter, it's been a minute, and I just woke up to find out I'm trending, <laughs> I'm hype, and then every possible crying laughing emoji you could use, the canted crying laughing, the straight up crying laughing, and then the sob crying. And then it said, me and Chris Tucker have been dating for 13 years. 13 years? Phew, child. That's some strong black love, T. Wait, I do love that she was like, that would be an amazing relationship. 13 (laughs) years. And then she says, so no, I do not date Chris Tucker real. We went on a date or two, dot, dot, dot. This is iconic. We went on a date or two, dot, dot, dot. Apparently that was 13 years ago. I really don't remember lol. What if they were in love? What if it lasted 13 years? I really don't remember lol is funny extremely hilarious no but lol um, is funniest when it's got capital l lowercase o lowercase l like she's doing it the other funny thing about (laughs) can i just go back for one 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 second to the grammys thing you made me you made me look it up that happened right no it did and it's totally fucked up and what happened was this she they swatted her away kind of and she tweeted about it Mm -hmm. and then God. And then unfortunately, Lady Gaga wasn't even she didn't Lady Gaga didn't even see that because she was too busy shooting down a rumor that, quote, she had mistaken Ed Sheeran for a waiter that was started by a fake Sheeran Twitter account. So she's tweeting. God. So India Ree's over here tweeting like you're you're I got manhandled. Your bodyguard is rude. Yeah. Like I got manhandled by your, your bodyguard. bodyguard literally so rude. And Lady Gaga tweets ready. Silly stories about me and Ed Sheeran. Of course, I know who this gem is. There are no waiters at the Grammys, people. 
There are no waiters at the Grand. I'm sorry. This is. I don't remember this at all. I don't remember that aspect. I just remember the swatting. I just. I can't believe that Gaga was too busy de- dealing with this. This other thing. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so the way that I want to. Um. The other thing that I think is really funny about the NDR retweets is that. So I said that like the original tweeter who got it wrong. Yeah. He tweeted. So we tweeted Chris Tucker and Eddie Arie have been dating 13 years. Then he follows up that tweet after it goes viral. False alarm. They're not together. Well, the New York False Post, alarm, the New York together Post together uh, reported it, I, I believe. Yes. So it wasn't like this guy was just tweeting what he'd read on the post. So it's not like his tweet was the origin of the lie, you know? Yes. But then he did the the meme, the tweet meme, which is didn't expect this to blow up at all. Check out my photography page, which is Instagram.com slash G Stephen Roper. Uh-huh. So he likes he promoted his photography. But in us in a way... Because India Ari released a new album recently and has been releasing singles from it as of like r- this past month, she did the exact same thing. So her thread of like, LOLOL, I'm not dating Chris Tucker. Right, then this she's is like, hilarious. listen to my song. Then she goes, listen to my song, which just came out. It's called Crazy. I want to hear it. it. Can I click it? I'm crazy. She's the kind of artist that could show up on The Masked Singer, but I really hope that she never does. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? In that yeah. way. Like, that's somebody who I'd be delighted to come across on any level. But, like, I get a sense that maybe that The Masked Singer producers have come to her house and knocked on the door, you know? And she's like, I'd rather She's not. like, I'd rather die. No, thanks. Um, Or I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know the answer. This song, she sounds really good. Her voice yeah. is Yeah. Also, I, I didn't realize until... Uh, yesterday that her dad is a famous baseball basketball player. Oh, I didn't know that either. Um, yeah, from Denver. Okay. Ralph Simpson. <laughs> cool. You know, I've tried lots of things to get me to go to sleep in the past, you know, few years. Just a little bit of just a little bit of a push. You've got your melatonin, you got your various things, but I've found that of all the things, a little bit of C B D, a little bit of C B distillery, that's getting me goes a long that's way. That's getting me conked right out. <laughs> and sleeping through the night it really is i love cb distillery they have not all their products are for sleep some That's are for true. relaxation but like i love the sleep ones they say shh those gummies they sent us i was in a chill vibe all day when i took two of those they're good ass gummies <laughs> they're good ass gummies no you were you were like you were like i took cbd earlier today and i feel chill i'm like not operating heavy machinery on those things you know what i mean i'm in a good place heavy machinery <laughs> what did i say <laughs> you said heavy machinery which is good i like that i know what you meant <laughs> CB Distillery's targeted formulations are made from the highest quality, clean ingredients. They all caps the clean, which means you know it's clean. No fluff, no fillers, just effective CBD solutions designed to help support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm, 80% said CBD helped with pain after physical activity, and an impressive 90% said they slept better with CBD. And I'm among those 90%. So if you struggle with a health concern and haven't found relief, make the change like we did to CB Distillery. And with over two 2 million customers and a solid 100% money back guarantee, CB Distillery is the source to trust. Hooligans have a 20% discount to get you started. Visit cbdistillery.com and use code WHO, W-H-O, for 20% off. That's cbdistillery.com, code WHO, cbdistillery.com. 
Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why exactly. I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing. Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm gonna learn Spanish, I'm gonna do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak, you listen, you think in the language with Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like <laughs> having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime, and you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. Moving on. I must say, uh, when I saw this was happening, I was like, I'm going to leave this to Lindsay because like what? But I did laugh at the gossip cop part. Like why is George Clooney at war well, with Bobby the thing, the thing that's funny about this, it's related because it's like a false... It's like a thing that's also, being called false, but it's also like the funniest two, rumor. Two thems, maybe? No, Fabio's a who. Fabio's We've a who. done this with Fabio. It's like unclear. Fabio's a who-y <laughs> them, though. Like, Fabio might be a them, but he's like a who, you know? Honestly, the most famous thing about Fabio to me is whenever he ro rode the ro roller coaster a, and then hit the birds. Bird in the face. Yeah, bird in the face <laughs> Fabio. That's what we call him. That's what millennials call him. Okay. Okay. The thing, is, that thing that is funny about this is that, you know, Gossip Cop, they're ridiculous. But you know how we joke they that, like, it. on the truth meter, it's always false? Like, the Gossip Cop has never proved something to be true. Their whole thing is, like, proving things to be false. Like, that is mm -hmm. the goal. This one I screened because I scrolled to the bottom of the Gossip Cop article and it said it's complicated. Meaning, like, we don't... <laughs> I've never seen that in my like, life. We don't know. Like, it could be true. And so I'm like, okay, now I actually have to engage with this story. And it turns out that George Clooney and Fabio are in this, like, feud from 2007 mm -hmm, where they like mm -hmm. got in a fight at a restaurant in Los Angeles and had to be physically separated. <laughs> and it says That's with, so with Clooney returning to LA with his family to ride out the pandemic, the tabloid says this is the national Enquirer. Their rivalry has reared its ugly head once again, according to unnamed insiders. These guys hate each other's guts. Clooney thinks he's some sort of big what? shot who deserves special treatment. Uh, uh, Fabio oh. considers LA his home. Okay, so Clooney comes back to Los Angeles, which I don't even understand where he was before, but he comes back to Los Angeles like and this Lake says, Como. Fabio says, considers LA his town now after George left for Europe. <laughs> First of all, and Gossip Glop is kind of like doing the same thing I'm doing, which is like, even if this feud did happen in 2007 where they like had this confrontation, how does it make any sense at all that now 
because George Clooney came back to Los Angeles that Fabio is like, get the fuck out of here. Like, this is my Well, it's town. just like George and Amal and the twins are just like in the middle of this pandemic, in the middle of everything. And George wakes up and he's like, I've, I've had it. And Amal's like, I know, like the world. It's, it's so sad. And yeah. he's like, yeah, I'm pissed off at Fabio. And Amal's like, what? This pre, I'm all like, this predates me, George. This predates me. I can't deal with this. But then I went back to the original report, and I'm so glad that Gossip Cop like opened me up to this story, like that I didn't know about. So it says, as George was dining with girlfriend Sarah Larson. First of all, who, where, where, where who is this girlfriend? Can you? Well, he her? had that whole string of but who, this, which of one those was this? Women. Okay, George Clooney's girlfriend Sarah Larson, who Clooney got into a motorcycle cl- crash with last summer, who he recently defended from a rude caller, opened up to the Las Vegas Review Journal about how she met the movie star. There are all those photos of those are all those photos of them at the premiere of Michael Clayton, and she's in crutches because of the motorcycle oh accident. My God. I think she's. I think she's I, a model that he met okay. with at like Randy Gerber's house or something. But she's on. she was on crutches at the Michael Clayton premiere. Okay, back to the story. As George was dining with his girlfriend Sarah Larson and another man at Medeo's. First of all, what a 2007 restaurant name. Mm-hmm. Fabio was at a nearby table with a group of friends who began taking photos of themselves at their table. However, when George suspected that it was his table that the camera was targeting, he flipped off the photographer as the picture was being taken. Fabio then approached George's table to explain he was having a charity dinner for the 1199 Foundation. And his guests were only taking pictures of each other quote the women and i were taking photos of us only the women were not taking photos of george out of courtesy i even went to george's table to explain that to him i just feel badly that it ruined the night of these women who paid to support the charity i am thinking of something to make it up for them a source told access that during access hollywood that during the interview fabio told george that he could teach him a few manners this happened prior to the altercation between the two men a few expletives were exchanged by both men before they had to be physically broken up God, so it, God, that's just so class. It's just shut up, George. <laughs> I just like that love, is annoying, but I do love learning that like whether or not they still hate each other. At one point, Fabio and George Clooney were in a feud. Like, did you know that? I didn't. That's incredible. That's like incredible information. <laughs> if I were ever in a feud with either of those people, however minimal, I don't think I would ever get over it. I, I would, would talk about it, it all the time. Oh, that fucker. I would talk about oh, that guy. All the time. <laughs> Well, you know how I feel about him. You know how I feel about him. But also the idea that Fabio's like, I own L.A. Like, don't tell George Clooney not to step into L.A. ever again. I own this town. That's pretty funny. (laughs) Anyways, thank you to Gossip Cop this one time only for introducing me to this feud. Although, also thank you, Gossip Cop, for introducing It's Complicated to the Gossip Cop oof. Thank God. Because I have never... Do you, you realize, one, two, three, four, five, there are five distinct sections on the Gossip Cop truth meter now. What are those... I don't sort know. of mid-range ones. I have ones. no idea what the mid-range Those gray I've area ones. That. And also, I just want to, you know, Gossip Cop rarely admits that they're wrong or that they don't know something. They, that, yeah, that, they're un- yeah. that it's unclear, they're like, that there's a gray area. Shout out to Gossip Cop. Because they can always Cop. find a source. They can always, Gossip Cop can always find a source to go with the party line. A you publicist, know? Like, you they mean. Can a publicist. always <laughs> find a publicist, yes. But here they're like, mm. I just, I'm really, I respect Gossip Cop for saying like, you know what? It's complicated. Things are murky. I'm unclear. <laughs> But also fuck cops and fuck the gossip cop for being a cop. (laughs) When will the gossip cop rebrand as like the gossip? The gossip defenders. When we defund gossip cops, like what will they, we got to get some (laughs) other. They really need to rebrand. Yeah, absolutely. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so. So what's next? Amanda Seals. Mm. Amanda Seals is leaving the real. And I was like, she was 
She just got there. Six months she ago. She just showed Six. up. This yeah. show went without a host after Tamar Braxton. Tamar left. Tamar left like in 2016. Tamar left so long ago. They fought about it for so long. Tamar still to this day is like, I don't know why they kicked me off. Meanwhile, it's like, <laughs> whatever. I'll get in. We'll get into that. There's like rumors as to why they kicked Tamar off or, or fired her. But she started shit with the cast. The cast was like, we had nothing to do with this. We're your friend. Like, how dare you? Mm-hmm. They talked about it on the show. Got Lonnie got very emotional. And mm-hmm. then they brought on Amanda Seals, who had been a guest host. Finally, after so long, they brought her on. Who was Amanda Seals? Amanda Seals is on Insecure. She's like a... Best known, I think, currently. She, she was a talking head comedian for a long time. Yeah, I remember Amanda Seals being a talking head on Best Week Ever. This was in 2013. This may mm-hmm. have been the reboot of Best Week Ever. Am I wrong? Or was this the I was original? probably the reboot, that weird reboot. remember I was, working, was, on, we there, I was yeah. working for Best Week Ever. I was doing their mm-hmm. website. Okay. That's so weird. That's just weird. So she, but she originally was like a comedian, a poet. So she was on Deaf Poetry Jam for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was known as about her. I'm having like, I don't know that we ever talked okay. about her. Okay. Maybe I just knew these but things. But she was like a performer for a long time. And I think Insecure was she's acted before but insecure was like i'm officially an actor now because i'm in like a big hbo show also she's like the weakest part of that show. well i was gonna say not to be shady but she's like the character my, she's is. my least favorite part of that show maybe it's her maybe yeah, it's the Tiffany. character but it's just like not a i just like don't love her on that show she's not a standout yeah, but i think that's i think that's sort of the point she's the like shoshana you know oh wow <laughs> she's the shoshana she's the to, to compare it to a, a specifically hbo stuff it's like she needs to be there She's funny when she's there. They don't give her she's a lot She's not a major either. character, so they don't really give her a lot to do. Her character is an extremely well-rounded. So we don't love her on Insecure, but we but she was really good on The Real. And every time she guest hosted, like she was really good. No, but she was... Oh, really quickly, but I wanted yeah. to say she was also she was also part of Flowetry. Oh, because, yeah. Because remember the Marsha Ambrosius thing? Kind of. But then they she left that group and they replaced her with someone else but whatever she was just like she was really animated on the show and she was really good and everyone really liked her so she this was six months ago when she joined the reel it was like a big deal right because they filled the chair <laughs> they filled the fucking chair finally on the reel we spruced up the, uh, the set a little bit and we have an empty chair here so to announce who is going to fill it. She's a comedian, an actress that you know from HBO's hit show, Insecure. She's an author. She's someone who's been guest co-hosting. And so we said, you know what? Let's just make it permanent. Please welcome the newest member of our family, the new co-host of The Real, Amanda Seals. And immediately, immediately, well, six there was later. tension. Here's the thing we always say about The Real. The real is always the most fun to watch, was always the most fun to watch of the daytime talk shows because number one, the talk is like, just like Crazy Town USA. Like I cannot watch the talk, like (laughs) get me out of the talk. Like the moment you turn on the talk, you're like, I I need to get out of here. Like I need, like I do start screaming. The The view, everyone's yelling at each other. Megan McCain. Or not. Cannot stand to be inside the same room as Meghan McCain. Like, no one wants to be there. It's so tense. It's so awful. Everyone's trying to, like, deal with Meghan McCain, and, and it gets too serious. It's not fun. Right. The real was the one where it's like, oh, these these four people, at least after Tamar left, these four people are all friends. They're all getting along. Okay, but this I is, like, love Tamar on the real. I miss Tamar on the real. Well, yeah, but but sp- with the with that four cast, those four are the cast members on the cast. Yes, yes, yes. They yes, added yes. in Amanda, and Amanda's whole thing, like th- as a as a poet, 
as like a spoken word person, as someone who's been like an activist, like an out and proud activist for a really long time, she was brought in to be like, I'm going to get political. I'm going to be like the the one who they needed a push speaks more they openly push. about quote unquote issues. Yeah, you know, they talk about and issues, it, but they needed more of a push. Yeah. Yes. And she was the one who was like, I'm the political one because a lot of them sort of it was very um let's just be kind to each other that was sort of the vibe on the reel like it's like let's just chill out amanda was like no now's not the time for that and so she was constantly getting into not fights but political debates on the reel with genie and tamara and sometimes lonnie but like right i think she was a lot of genie, these genie was like a big Jeannie yeah. and her would kind of like spar a little they bit. They would spar and they sat next to each other too. But like, you know, that's what these shows are about. Like, that's why it's so mm-hmm. interesting to me that she, I mean, I think she's choosing to leave, not they're kicking mm-hmm. her off. Like Tamar, I think she's like, I'm out of here. Because I think the the actual like arguments in the debate are what you want. But it's like, if there's actual internal struggle, like like you said on production, that's where the problem is. But it's like, if if you can have these like debates and these like quote unquote fights with each other and like get over it like adults, then that's fine. It's it's fine that she's speaking up and they're having these arguments because these are the arguments that need to be had. But there were rumors that she it was specifically because she hates Lonnie Love uh. and all because of this Weight Watchers segment where Lonnie Love started crying talking about Weight Watchers. So she's talking about how she never knew how to eat growing up. So the, here's the clip. Thank you to WW because oh gosh, we wanted to do this to help our brothers and sisters in the everybody, but especially I see y'all out there. I see y'all at my comedy shows and y'all like, we need to get healthier. And that's the reason why we're doing this is just to make y'all aware of what's happening in the community. Yay. So so during that clip, there are shots of Amanda and she's like giving a weird face. People were interpreting that face as shade. And she was like, had to release a video on Instagram being like, do not read into this. I am not making fun of Lonnie, like nothing but respect for Lonnie. Do not try to create some false dissension between me and the co-hosts of The Real. Y'all so fucking corny. There is a whole pandemic and an uprising going on and you still can't find shit else to do but try and create some conflict that doesn't exist. I did not unfollow, unfollow Lonnie Love. I haven't unfollowed anybody. Shout out to Jeannie. Shout out to Tams. Shout out to Lonnie Lance. And shout out to Adrian. What y'all don't understand is grown men, grown, grown women do grown women business. That's what y'all don't understand. And what I do with my business ain't got nothing to do with them sisters. And so if you actually do the research, just not far after or before that video came out, they were interviewed by the host of Extra, who's extremely rude to her, by the way. The host of Extra is like being very rude to her in this idiot in this video. And she says something mean to her, like... To Amanda Seals or to Lonnie? To Amanda Seals. Uh-huh. And Amanda sort of, like, brushes it off. And then if you look closely, the video that I saw, like, zooms in. Lonnie, like, grabs Amanda's hand and, like, gives it, a like, a friendly squeeze. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, I'm yeah. sorry, girl. And, and I mean, you and Jeannie have butted heads in a couple of different topics. Have we? That just kind of goes... Stop. <laughs> no, no, because you know what? We're it not... It comes go- the territory, are, though, right? No, that's not the territory Thank we're you. coming from. Yeah. We're not butting heads. And I think it's very, very important, especially yes. at a table of diverse women... Say it. ...to very clearly de- delineate the difference between having a difference in opinion mm-hmm. than butting heads. You'll yes. know when I'm butting heads. Yeah. Because yeah. when I butt heads, there's only going to be one head standing. <laughs> and, I- and as you can see, <laughs> we're still here. Like and 
I also think that as times change, our show has changed. Mm -hmm. So we've gone from, you know, a show that was a lot of fluff and bubbly, and now we're um, taking on topics not only about ourselves, but what's happening in the world. Yeah. And so that's why we brought on Amanda, because Amanda has a master's in African-American studies. Yeah. Um, but she's also a great comedian, mm -hmm. and you want to change. You want to refresh the show. They're friends. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. The actual reason she left is, she says, let's quote the actual thing, it doesn't feel good to my soul to be at a place where I cannot speak my mind to people the way they need to be spoken to, and where the people that are speaking to me in despairing ways are not handled. I'm not at a space where, as a full black woman, I can have my voice and my coworkers also have their voices, and where the people at the top are not respecting the necessity for black voices to be at the top too. So she's saying, this is not the people at the table, this is the people at the well, top. Well, this is exactly this is what happened with Tamar. Literally yes. to a T. And I remember... And I read about it again, but I remember it at the time as well. When Tamar was fired from The Real, Tamar went on The View. Tamar went on Wendy. Tamar went on uh, Watch What Happens. Like, Tamar went to all these places to, and talked about her experience. And there was a moment where there was something posted by Tamar that she ended up apologizing for and deleting that implied that it was the other women at the table that had, like, fucked her over, essentially. That had, mm -hmm. like, gotten her to leave. But yeah. ultimately what kind of came out was and they spoke back on the show they did they were like you can come on the show whenever you want like this is not about us and like we were really upset that you kind of implied that it was about us at the table like we support you whatever so the point was is yeah. that it came out behind the scenes that it had a lot more to do with like her husband at the time who she's now divorced from like that mm -hmm. guy vincent i think was his name or is his name and about like kind of her attitude in dealing with advertisers or something which to be fair, this Daily Mail article kind of is fucked up because it's like like she swore and they were mad because like the the, the segment was like hosted by Pinterest or something. So they were like she was acting <laughs> inappropriate. There's some stuff in here that's like actually kind of like fucked up in terms of like the way that she was like she was like to quote unquote ghetto literally in this article negative feedback on her quote unquote ghetto persona given by focus groups this is what mm -hmm. the daily mail is saying so fucked up but yeah but of course yeah. the, the 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 that describing that is way more complicated than saying all these women are bitches and they hate each other <laughs> you know so that's what the gossip yeah. rags sort of lean on it's like oh it's just because they didn't get along it's just because but women I think are it's like, like that's what it, the same thing happened where Everyone kind of assumes that like somebody was like they got together and they're like we got to get her off the show like we're voting her yeah. off the island when it was like it has so much to do, more to do with with um production and also for Andy Seals it's actually a different story because she quit she wasn't fired so it's that's mm -hmm. different she chose not to renew her contract and also meanwhile meanwhile Lonnie Love is b releasing a book did you see this <laughs> well yes if you go to LonnieLoveBook.com you can read more about it Lonnie loves Lonnie loves Instagram is like really good right now because it's she's always doing been the good app she's doing the absolute most with regards to like posting about like the protests and black lives matter and like every everything political and everything possible like with regards to like being political but then in the middle of all of it she still like posts memes like memes of herself which we talked about last week there's not no no bigger flex than posting a meme of yourself and this one is when you make a fake email just to get another free month of disney plus and it's a photo of her being like <laughs> it's like lonnie you can also like lonnie you're plus. rich lonnie why are you doing <laughs> you jokes another... about like stealing disney plus subscriptions <laughs> When you when you make a fake email just to get another free month of Disney Plus, like what, Lonnie? Lonnie, you can <laughs> afford Disney Plus. You don't need to scam Disney Plus. 
Disney Plus is going to be like, we're going to send you like eight years of Disney Plus. It's fine. <laughs> is it time for Banana Bonanza? B-E-N-A-N-A. What will these two do today? Coffee, rocks, daily tasks. Only sometimes wearing masks. B-O-N-A-N-Z-A. It girl and a divorcee. They're sharing shirts and sharing laughs while others share their photographs. B-E-N-A-N-A. Let's update their dossier. Two things. Not a lot of things, but they're two sort of No, these are huge, these two things, things are the hugest things and they're I cannot believe Wait, that we have these let's things. Let's start with the Finsta. Or do we start with the No, let's out? start with the Finsta. This happened Finsta? shout out to Kelsey Watt, Kelsey Weekman, Kelsey Watt on Twitter. Who, oh, Kelsey Watt. Who found Ben Affleck's Finsta. And I have to say, usually I'm like not convinced by this stuff, but the evidence is overwhelming. Right. And this is still unconfirmed. Let's not say that this is like, how could you have, like, that's the point well, of the Ben Finsta, didn't say, right? that's my Finsta. Like, that's where my nudes are. Yeah. You know, like, that's not what Ben said. But it's like, I mean, the, the name is positive attitude hunting, goodwill hunting. <laughs> get it? That took me a long time to understand. Yes. It's positive attitude hunting. It has... Mm-hmm. 35 mm-hmm. posts, three followers. It's following 14 people. Some of the people it's following include Ana de Armas, Jennifer Garner. Those two people also follow this account. I feel like the idea that they follow the account is kind of proof. So the reason people knew that that they were part of the followers is because if you go to if you go to the because when it's private, everything's private, yeah. including the names of the followers and the yeah. followings. Yeah. But they guessed and they went to Anna's official Instagram and they checked to see if she was following she's it. she's public. She's a public she Instagram. Was. So you she's can public. see who she's following. So she is in fact following it and so is Jennifer Garner. Right. That's two out of three. Who is number three? Well, that's what Kelsey was asking on the in, on the Twitter that was talking about this. Like, we don't know who the third is. Well, it could be like his kid or something. <laughs> it could be the kid. <laughs> it could be Violet. Violet, right. Violet's the oldest one. Only one of them is old enough to have Instagram. I mean, yeah. define old enough, but yes, totally. No, I think you have to be 13. So yeah. I, think I mean, you know Jennifer Garner's all about the rules. Between you know? this Instagram being quote-unquote outed by the press, <laughs> and now the only thing that's changed is the profile picture is taken away from positive attitude hunting, but the account still exists. The, act, the account's still there. Mm-hmm. Just a dad who sometimes makes movies, easterncongo.org, which is an advocacy and grant-making initiative founded by Ben Affleck wholly focused on working with and for the people of Eastern Congo. That's his I mean, link. Just Ben Affleck, okay. it just keeps getting, it just keeps Did you getting... see Matt Damon hung out with them? It was Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and the kids, and Ana de Armas. I was like, give me a Goodwill Hunting sequel. I don't even care what it is at this point, but cast everyone in this photo in it. Um, <laughs> the other thing that happened was well, this is like... one of the weirdest... I mean, it's still to one of me, the weirdest instances of, of paparazzi trolling I've seen in a long time. It almost felt like art. Like it, it feels like like I'll never forget this is what I'm trying to yeah, say. They consulted with Tilda Swinton before this, doing this. It almost feel it feels like I don't really get it, but I also get it. But I also don't get it. I'll never get it. I don't think anyone who's seeing it gets it. You're like, it's just so confusing. So explain what happened. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner's children who we discussed have finally met Ana de Armas, which was sort of a big deal because you sort of imagine Jennifer Garner is being very protective, like blah, 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 blah. So is Ben. Ben has been dating these other women since Jennifer Garner, but they're not necessarily at least publicly meeting the kids. Meeting the kids feels like a huge step. It legitimizes their relationship in a way. Okay. They took it to another level by not only hanging out together, 
But Anna DeArmas and Ben Affleck's kids were playing outside Ben Affleck's house with a gigantic cardboard <laughs> cutout of Anna DeArmas. I wish I and could. The, uh, I don't even know how to like. It's just like it, it sounds as crazy. It has not gotten less crazy. And first they put the photo on the lawn, right? So which is sort of like. <laughs> the cardboard cutout. Which is a, which is I could see as a piece of art where it's like, hey, paps, like this is the only photo of me you're going to get. And they're like, that's fine. We love it. This is crazy. Like, we can sell these photos. This is nuts. Like, Thank not only you. can we sell these photos, like, these are the best photos we've ever taken is a cardboard cutout of Ana de Armas on the lawn of Ben Affleck. But then to make matters even more bizarre, the kids and Ana started, like, running around the cardboard with it? photograph and, like, running around. Uh, yeah, like running around as though it's, I don't even know what sort of toy it's like. I almost it's feel like, like we ca- have to end Banana Bonanza because this is like the finale. I just like don't <laughs> understand like, what's going on here. I guess the finale would be like them getting married or something. No, like I feel like this is as this is as big as them getting married. Like this, they're, they're, they are married now. They are, they are, Anna is part of the family. I just can't believe we got to this place. They're playing with it. They're laughing. They're moving it around. They're like chucking it. It's so weird. And I'm not quite certain that I've been able to process it yet. I think it's even weirder than we're than we're understanding right now. You know what I mean? Like this is fucking strange. It's it's fucking strange. We're we're fucking we've crossed into a fucking strange place. It's almost like we've been talking this whole time about how these people know what they're doing and now it's like they know what they're doing and now they're like fighting back or like playing with it just it's it makes me feel very weird <laughs> as like a commentator on like this whole thing I know they're they're trolling the paparazzi but they're also trolling us you know um, you bring yeah. a deep breath so, yeah oh my god anyway I, I guess that's it for banana bonanza but what more is there what more could there be I don't even know how to talk about this any longer because it's so like at face value crazy that we don't even need to provide commentary for it. We just can describe to you what happened. There is a there is a cutout. There is a cardboard cutout of Ana de Armas, a life-size cardboard cutout of Ana de Armas on the lawn of Ben Affleck. Go check out the photos. I, I think that I think the thing that They love their new they love their so new mommy. Baffling to me. They love mom too. They love mommy, <laughs> mommy too. too. I I do have to believe that like this would not be happening if Jennifer didn't approve and if Jennifer and Anna didn't get along, you know? Like, so everything must be nice in that household. Like, I don't think, I think Jen would be like, absolutely not, especially not now. This is an intense time. We cannot introduce like a new person into these kids' lives. But I bet she's like, oh, Anna rules. Anna's good for you. Like, that must be the case. I think, I think that really is the only explanation. But beyond that, the process of getting a cardboard cutout made <laughs> well, is so weird and complicated. Right, like, like right now, where did they go? The who do they call? Like, like I don't believe that Anna just had this in her house. Like she had to get this from someone, even right. if it existed somewhere else, and right. she had to grab it. It's like all the steps leading towards these photos being taken are wild they're wild i can't even I imagine them because i've never needed to get a life-size cardboard cut it of someone i know let alone myself and like okay kids well, go outside and play time to do the research time to time to try <laughs> yeah like who who put whose assistant sorry whose assistant put this together you know like who's yeah ben's <laughs>
Okay, can we move on to our last story, which is kind of sweet. Mm -hmm. Elton John's amazing gift to the woman he jilted 15 years ago. So basically what happened was Elton John's ex-girlfriend, literally the one, the Bobby, what did you call her? The someone saved my life tonight woman? She's the one, she's someone saved my, because the story behind someone, someone save, someone save, someone save. That, the story, <laughs> that song is about him almost marrying a woman and then his friend right. convinced him like, don't do this, you're gay. And he was like, wow, you're right, I can't do this. And so he left her. Her name is Linda Hannon and she is the who. She is someone saved my life tonight. Well, someone saved someone saved Elton John's life from her, but not necessarily her, the idea of her, what it meant to marry her. But Linda Hannon, yeah. She's the quote-unquote subject of that song. Hold on. I just want to... Do the lyrics of Someone Saved My Life Tonight reveal as to who saved the life? He's not being mean to her specifically. Just the idea of the heterosexual marriage that he was almost in. The point is, is that when he heard about her needing knee, her needing knee surgery, he didn't hesitate for a second to help out. He paid for her knee surgery, and she told the son, and it's like a nice story. They have photos of her holding up photos of him as a young man and remembering stories about him. And she said, I never felt bitter towards him other than in the immediate aftermath. You kind of get over things, and I'm so happy he found his true love, and he has his boys. Wow. But yeah, I just looked up the genius thing of someone saved my life tonight. The person who saved his life tonight is named. That's revealed. Someone named Long John Baldry, who was his bandmate uh, in Bluesology. Mm -hmm. And it's also about, it's not only that he left Linda and decided not to marry her. It's that he uh, attempted suicide. But anyway, a happy ending. A happy ending, but also a quick thing, the mirror, because they're never ones to, you know, fully end on like a sweetie ending, have included a screenshot or like a photo of the Sunday mirror from February 19th, 1984. The headline is Elton jilted me. So it's a picture and it's the same pictures of Linda holding up the an Elton John record. And it's a whole story about uh -huh. how he left her. And it says he was a lousy lover, says Star's old flame. So clearly yeah. there were moments where she maybe felt bitter and talked to the press. And that's kind of shitty. But anyways, it is. Yeah, but also, you know, <laughs> that she probably got paid a pretty penny to do that. And she probably wouldn't have done it. had she not I'm the sure. Money, but know? I do love that the mirror is like, look at our history, like looking through the history books, finding. We've been the, there. Yeah. Finding. <laughs> Remember the, when? Yeah, exactly. So. So, uh, yeah, cute story. <laughs> nice cute, story. That is nice cute. story. Someone saved. Someone saved. Someone saved. Someone saved my life tonight. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Rita sucked on a watermelon popsicle. <sighs> Last week. Which really oh that was last week yes we had this last oh the week. headline oh the headline was recent and i and they it, the headline was too late okay the I was headline like, was I, too late i was like i knew she did this you're right um well her instagram posts have been almost exclusively for uh black lives matter and for protest uh awareness mm -hmm. S well that's still something happening rita's doing activism that's nice she's activism yes that's personal but we are still also getting the sort of like 
salacious headlines about her, albeit a few of them, fewer of them. But here's one of them from the Daily Star. Rita Ora shells out 30,000 pounds renting 1.2 million pound lockdown. I was wondering when this would come out. I wanted to know how much the rent was on that thing. think that this is all like this isn't something that Rita was like hey I'm paying this much I think this is just a lot of investigative work where they found the Airbnb listing or whatever the the, the listing is yeah because they quote prices and they yeah. they quote the average price yeah. and they looked at the well, says, calendar it and says, it says costing four sixteen pounds a night the sprawling 11th century home boasts yeah. six double bedrooms four bathrooms an outdoor barbecue area and a built-in <laughs> Bose speaker system you like wouldn't, it's copied and pasted you wouldn't know there was a built-in Bose speaker system unless you you know did that as if as if Rita and her pals connected successfully to that Bluetooth okay it's like hard. they brought it's their hard. own they brought their own jam boxes it's always stuff. impossible connect to, to the, connect to the Airbnb remember that one Bluetooth. time we stayed at that Airbnb in Austin and the and the speaker was in the light bulb yeah, that was incredible. Remember the note was like, try to guess where the speaker is. Connect it was to like, this. Con-. And it, the speaker was terrible, though. It was just in a light bulb. That was the worst speaker I've ever heard. It was in a light bulb. So, but it says, while it's not known how long Rita will remain at the plush dwelling before returning to London, the property has been block booked until December 30th, 2020, which truly <gasps> means nothing. It's been or blocked. Or it could like, you be, can't, well, it That could, she blocked it all she off. she blocked it off, that's how long she's staying. Anyway, so she's she could be there until December 30th, 2020, but she might be in London in no time. Who knows? I don't know. Okay, thank you for listening. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Support us on patreon.com slash weekly if you want weekly bonus episodes. Stay safe and wear masks uh, if you are attending the protests. I think that's it for the sign-off, right? Yes, that's it. Thank you. Bye. You will drain us. Wow. <laughs>